Thank you for listening to the Golden Hour Drip podcast with me, Logan Lee Miller. Enjoy the show. Welcome back to the Golden Hour Drip podcast. I'm your host, Logan Lee Miller, and I have the most exciting news for you. So recently, I've started the Golden Gal Network. This is for in real life events, although I love talking to you in your ear every single week. There's something to be said about in-person events. So Golden Gal Network was born. It is a in real life event. We're at monthly events. It's all the things. So if you are in the Kansas City or surrounding areas and you're looking for a new bestie or community, maybe you are from around Kansas City, maybe you've just moved to Kansas City, whatever it is, we are hosting our first big event, our first pop-up, if you will. It's going to be November 19th. At this time of recording, I have two vendor spots open. Right now we have five who have committed, um, but we can fit seven. So if you have a small business or you know someone who has a small business and is interested, be sure to DM to apply. But we're hosting our first in real life event. It's called the it's thankful for the gals. I'm so excited because like Thanksgiving, you know, we're going to get together. We are going to have B12 shots, acupuncture. Um, we're going to have mini massage facials. We have a boutique coming and we also have tooth gems and permanent jewelry. So if any of that excites you, if any of that sounds like, yes, absolutely, I am interested, be sure to go to the link in our Instagram bio to get your tickets. Um, I personally am just so excited. This is like finally coming together. And I am just like kind of in this state of mind where I'm like, this is really happening. This is really my life. And it, it takes me back to a time where I was like, completely struggling with where I wanted to go and where my passion was. And although your passion, purpose, and job don't have to all align, it's nice when they do. Um, but it's also discouraging when one area of your life is like going well and the rest aren't going super well. So my job was going really well at that time, but my passion was lacking. My purpose, like, although I will never like have it figured out completely figured out because I think life is all about like expecting the unexpected and just like waiting for those new experiences and everything to come to us I just like okay listen I was watching Harry Potter it's Harry Potter season what can I say like in the fall we're staying inside and it is a like tradition for us to watch the Harry Potter movies now I will say We don't do a huge marathon. My cousin-in-law does, her family does like a huge like back-to-back movie marathon. I think that is so cool. Um, I just, uh, I don't, (laughs) like, I don't do that. It's always, and I guess like maybe it's my personality of like a savoring situation because I'm the kind of person who, um, like if I'm enjoying a show, I'll like drip it out. I'm like, oh, like I'll watch it on Wednesday and then maybe Saturday I'll watch the next episode. You know, I like to enjoy it over a period of time. 
I'm not a binger. Like I can't like some things. Yes, of course. But like I, if I know there's limited quantities, I want to enjoy it here. I want to enjoy it there. I'm going to pause it. I'm going to do whatever so that I am like fully present for whatever it is. But for us, we watch the Halloween movies or I'm sorry, the Halloween movies. We start in the Halloween season, the Halloween month. We start in October, November, and December. So we kind of drip out the ha- uh, the Harry Potter movies throughout like the winter time and just like the cozy time. If we can't figure out what to watch when we're watching TV, we'll throw on the Harry Potter movie. We don't always finish it like each night. Sometimes it's like, oh, we watched an hour of it. Now we're going to bed. But it's a nostalgic show. It is something that calms my nerves. And the best movie, in my opinion, is going to be the Prisoner of Azkaban. Okay. And I'll tell you why. It's because as a kid, I have this very, very vivid memory of I'm at my dad's house and he always, even though I had a bed, he would let me sleep on the couch. I'd watch TV and then I'd fall asleep to the TV, right? Like we didn't have this at my mother's house. (laughs) So we, he would make me a bed on the couch where he would layer the quilt. So He'd drape a quilt over and then another quilt and then another quilt. Um, so it was like laying flat on the sofa. If this makes any sense, let me know. But if not, bear with me. So he would like have a blanket. So we'd have a quilt and then maybe another quilt and then maybe like a fuzzy blanket and then a like silky blanket or something like that. It, it didn't matter. And I would usually like take a bath before bed and I'd get in my cozy jammies and I'd lay on the couch and then he would fold the blankets over me. So it'd be like a little taco. And that is just like a very like niche feeling for me whenever I'm feeling like kind of anxious, like I'll go to the couch and I will like do this. I maybe don't have like multiple blankets, but I'll have like at least one and I'll fold myself into a taco and I lay on the couch. It's it's like a nostalgic feeling for me. And one night I remember surfing through um, the channels and my dad was sitting in his chair and I was laying cozily in my little taco and he pulled up the prisoner of Azkaban. Back then it was like coming out. So they would play it on TV and they kind of play it now, although I don't know because we don't have cable. Um, they would like play it and you could watch movies on, uh, the TV channels. They would have commercials of course, but, um, that's how, you know, I could watch something new. So he's like, Hey, what about this? Do you want to watch it? I was pretty young. I was like, yeah, sure. And I remember being kind of scared at parts. And I was like, oh, that's so scary, right? But it's it's the best one. And it's because I have this vivid memory of watching it for the very first time with my dad in the blankets as a child. I can't tell you when or where I watched the other Harry Potter movies. It's this one very, very specifically. Um, And we recently watched it this past week. I think we watched it like Monday night or Tuesday night, whatever. Um, And we were watching it. If you've never seen the Harry Potter movies, Harry is a wizard. Okay. And there are, there's like a protagonist and he like has to fight against him, right? Like you can't have the bad guy in the movies. So Harry Potter is pretty young. He's like 13, 14, or I think he's 13 or 14 in this movie. It doesn't really matter, but 
what does matter is he's not completely sure of his abilities yet. He does not have the confidence in himself and he's just now learning to trust himself and he's just now learning to take himself seriously and, um, and to realize how important and amazing he is, right? Because the whole series is based on Harry Potter. He was the boy who lived. And there's a scene where he just was reunited with his uncle. Sorry, this will be a spoiler for you um, if you've never seen it. But he's reunited with his uncle. Um, his uncle protects him from a bad guy, essentially. I'm dumbing this down, okay? Let's get the main point. Um, Uncle protects Harry from a bad guy, but with that, he is injured. And more bad guys come, except for the uncle is too weak and is unable to protect him and Harry. So Harry's standing there. He's lying with his uncle. The bad guys come. They're called Dementors. And they start like sucking the life out of Harry and his uncle. And it's like a pretty sad scene. You see Harry like get woozy. And then all of a sudden there's a light from the distance. And someone did, I believe it's a Patronus charm. I'm not very good I like at remembering everything. But did a charm essentially to scare the Dementors away. And he hears, um, like, as he's passing out, right, like, you sometimes hear things, you see little birdies, um, he, like, passes out, and he wakes up in the hospital. He's like, oh my gosh, like, we were saved by my dad, my dad was there, but his dad had passed away. So he's like, mm, Harry, you know, Hermione's there, she's like, Harry, your, your dad is dead. Hey, I hope that you're enjoying today's podcast episode. Just a quick interruption to let you know that Golden Hour Drip has a weekly newsletter that comes out. This has bonus content, weekly updates, and future event information. If you haven't already, go down to the show notes, click the link, and join today. Now, back to the show. Okay, he could he could not have come and save you, right? Like I'm getting to the point, I promise. Um, but essentially, they go back in time to try and save um, his uncle from the fate that he was, you know, um, gonna have. They got captured. He's gonna get sent back to Azkaban, which is jail, right? That's why the movie is called Prisoner of Azkaban. It's about his uncle. It's about Harry, and they go back in time. And Harry and Hermione are watching the scene happening before him. So he's seeing himself and his uncle and the Dementors. And he's like, my dad's coming. I know my dad is coming. And Hermione goes, Harry, nobody is coming. You're dying. And that's when Harry realizes that what he was seeing in that scene, like if you talk about time travel and all the things... Harry had seen himself produce the charm and scare away the Dementors. And as I was watching this movie that I've seen multiple times, I want to say 10 or 15, like that's a lot for a movie, right? I've seen this movie so many times and it just hit me in that moment that nobody is coming to save me. Nobody is coming to do the work that I am needing done the only person who can do it is yourself. 
And as Harry realized this, he then produced the charm and saved him and his uncle's life. And afterwards, he was telling Hermione, in that moment, I realized that it wasn't my dad. Although, like, he thought it was his dad. Like, his dad is going to save him. And we might think, like, our parents are going to save us. Or we might think our spouse is going to save us. Our teacher is going to save us. Our best friend, our mentor, whatever. We might be thinking, oh my gosh, they're going to save us. And he was like, I realized nobody was coming to save me. I had to save myself. And I had the confidence to produce the charm because he's still a young boy. And there was like, I don't know, 30 Dementors. That's a lot. Okay. In the movie, that's a lot. And he was like, I knew that I could do it because I had seen it done before. Right. And that's like faith, having faith in yourself that you're going to be able to show up and you're going to be able to do something for yourself. And so of course, this is a fictional movie. Okay. Came from a fictional book. It's with magic. It's with all the things. But the moral of the story is Harry saved himself. He showed up and he had the courage to stand up for himself, to fight off the Dementors. And it would have taken, from what Hermione said, oh my gosh, like everybody said the only person who could have scared off that many Dementors would have had to have been a extra powerful wizard. And Harry's like, well, I'm just a boy, you know, it must have been my dad. But it ended up being him. And how many times do we discredit ourselves or think that, oh gosh, I'll just wait until someone does it for me, or I'll just wait for someone to tell me my passion, or I'm going to wait for someone to tell me the direction of my job to go. You have the power within yourself to determine your fate and also to save yourself and save yourself from whatever environment you're in, whatever job you're in, whatever bad situation, you have the power to remove yourself and to save yourself. And as I was thinking about this, I was like, oh my gosh, how true is this? Like, I have always had the power within me to change my life and to make decisions that are going to benefit me and to make decisions that are what I want and not someone else's version of success. It's my version of success and it's what lights me up and it's what gives me passion. And it can be considered a life and death situation. I recently read a quote that was like, stop trading your dreams for your iPhone. Essentially like stop looking at everybody else on social media Put your phone down and start living your own life because nothing will kill your joy more or make you feel dead inside than watching someone else live their life. It's that comparison. It's like, oh my gosh, like when will someone come with a magical wand, wave it around a fairy godmother, if you will, and say, bippity boppity boo, you're cured. You have a passion. You are successful. You're the person you've always wanted to become congratulations. Today is the first day of the rest of your life. Mm, That never happens. That's not going to happen. I'm telling you right now, that is not going to happen. You're going to have to lace your shoes up, pull yourself up, and 
you're going to have to start showing up as the person that you want to become. I have experienced quite a bit of imposter syndrome the last couple years, actually every single day since post-grad. I have felt such imposter syndrome. What the hell am I doing? I'm an adult now. Oh my gosh, I'm responsible for things. Not to get all millennial, you know, uh, hashtag adulting is hard. No, like it's just the sheer imposter syndrome of I'm supposed to know what I'm doing. Everybody else seems to know what they're doing. Everyone else seems to have a path. Everyone else seems to know exactly what they want. And it wasn't until I was like, well, what do I actually want? I've had the answers all along. I've just had to start listening to myself instead of listening to everyone around me because nobody knows you like yourself and nobody can give you the answers that you're searching for except for yourself and time. Maybe you haven't met that person who's going to introduce you to that another person who's going to give you the opportunity to then have your passion. And that's not lucky girl syndrome. That is preparation, right? Luck is made by preparing and doing the work and showing up as the person you want to become. And then when opportunity comes along, then you're able to jump on it. Then you're able to say, oh, actually, like I have been preparing for this. I am the girl that you need. And recently, especially with the Golden Gal Network, It's like all of these people have started to show up for me because I've started showing up for myself because I started doing the things that I hadn't been doing before and I've now allowed them into my space, into my life. And they're like, hey, I recognize that because you're showing that you have a direction. Like I want to do that too. So if you're struggling or thinking someone is going to come and save you, I'm telling you, you have the power within yourself. So how can you dig deep and ask yourself the questions on who do I want to be? Where do I want to go? Do I like my life? All of those things. So Harry Potter um, definitely is like a childhood memory for me, but it just like, it hit me different in my adulthood, right? And so truly nobody is coming to save you and you can absolutely start saving yourself, trusting in yourself and building that confidence to the next level. Thank you so much for listening. If you have not gotten tickets to our Golden Gal Network event, November 19th and Shawnee Mission, be sure to head to our Instagram and find us at the Golden Gal Network and you can find your tickets and the link in my bio. So thank you for listening and I'll see you in the next one. Bye.